The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Ketubot has been dedicated by our dear friend Mr. Elliot Shasho. Hashem Yishmineu Vehayehu. May the Zikrut of the Limud of Masechet Ketubot stand for him that he should have Be'ajat Hashem, Ashana Tovam Borechet, Osher Ve'osher Ve'chavod, Shalom Bayit, Ve'atzlacha Be'chol Ma'asei Yadav, and Be'ajat Hashem may he continue to be a supporter of Torah and all holy uh, projects. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated by Mr. Uri Nidam, Hashem Mishminu Vehayehu, in honor of all the members of the Minyan, all the members of the Dafa Yomi, and in honor of the Rabbi, Tiskel Mitzvot, may he continue to succeed. Amen. Today's daf is being studied in Ushmat Avraham ben Esther. Ruah Hashem, Tanihanu begin Eden Amen. Today's daf is being studied for Ashel Ma Yosef ben Salah, ben Salah bat Rachel Elna, referred to Elna, referred to Elna for the Nefesh, for the Guf, for Atam Kerimah Lachini Nasom and Omar Amen. Aslahat Yosef ben Simcha. We are on Sadi Tet Amud Bet, and we are starting from the Mishnah on the bottom of the Amud, and the Mishnah begins Shuma Dayanim. Let's say you have a situation over here where the judges are making an evaluation, which means the Avala is selling uh, properties, okay, in order to get her, uh, her kitubah, let's say. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, in, in, generally speaking, but Bittin is selling properties of a uh, Yitomim, for example, and they make a mistake in their evaluation of the field. So, Shumadayanim Shepihato Shetut means they were under-evaluated the field by a sixth, or or they over-evaluated the field by a sixth, so Tarek Kama says, the, the meche, that sale is officially batel. So comes the and says, Hashbaq says, no, Betin makes a mistake by a sixth, the sale is a sale, why? So then what, what's, what's the power of Betin then? The Betin, you're putting Betin in charge, you got to give them uh, ability to, to evaluate, and uh, if they make a mistake, within a sixth, we should give them the, the power. And there's the sale is going to be a sale. Avali masu igeret bikoret benem. But if they made what's called igeret bikoret, igeret bikoret is another way of saying hakraza. Hakraza means in the olden days, before they would sell a field, they would announce it for thirty days. Let's say there's a field for sale, and everybody would you know start bidding on it. They would usually get the best price when they used to make this igeret bikoret. When they would make this uh, this uh, inspection announcement, so to speak, right? Afidu machlad shavim mane bematayim. In that case over there, even if let's say they end up selling the field that's worth only a hundred and they sold it for two hundred, they overvalued it by double, or Shavim time Bimane, or the opposite, they devaluated it by half Mikran Kayam. Then the Mikhr is gonna be Kayam. Lashi, Egeret Bikorit, Hachraza, Velashon Bikorit, Shemivakrin Otabine Adam Idahraza. Because everybody comes and inspects the field. What do they do when they when they when they make haklaza? Somebody comes to the field, looks at it. Say, you know, I'll give you this amount, I'll give you that amount. So when there's bikorit on the field, whatever the price they end up selling it for, you could assume that's the fair market price because everybody looked at the field, everybody analyzed the field. You're going to usually get closer to the right amount, right of the field because there was igeret bikorit. That's not so reckless by uh, betin. If the court and tarak stam betin sold it without a bikorit. You have the astute uh, uh, flexibility uh, whether the mechizim kayam or not. But it's just bikorot on the field. Everybody's looking at the field and all that one. So eventually when Betin sells it, you say that was the price that uh, that the market was uh, selling it because everybody would in fact, look at the field and inspect it. And therefore the field is going to, the sale is going to be a mecher, uh, be sold regardless. Now, correct. Now, the question they ask is like this, to my fashion, which is a very, very, very short question. Well, I understand if Betin, let's say, comes along and devaluates the field from the Yatomim and sells it. Okay, Mechlam Batil. 
But if they were more sifstut, if they were able to uh, get more money for the yetomim, why is it mechram batel? We should say good for them. The yetomim are not, not sad at all. They're happy, beautiful. Betin uh, negotiated for us uh, wonderfully. They got uh, uh, more than the stutz. Why should we say mechram batel? That's the question that the mefarshim say. So he says. He said, "Mevaer she'achamim kavu bo k'deshelo yehevdel ben zikuyot hamocher v'alokeh b'mchira achat." We didn't want to give advantages in one transaction to the seller over the buyer, because that would be not fair. Which means we're only giving advantage to the seller. If it's less than a stud, the sale is uh, batel. More than a stud, sale is kayam. So the buyer. The buyer gets uh, a disadvantage over here. So in one sale, the rabbis don't want to show it's lopsided now. I mean, no matter what, no matter what, uh, uh, if as long as it's higher than the price, the sales kayam. So the buyer comes over, who's protecting me over here? <laughs> Betty's only out for the protection of the uh, seller. But the buyer has no uh, rights. So in that one transaction, they wanted to make it fair. So that's what they said. Shtut on one side, and shtut on the other side in order to keep it uh, fair. That's the way the, uh, the Mefarshim uh, want to understand. Okay, comes the Gemara and continues. <coughs> Good. Comes the Gemara and says, Ibailu, Shaliyah Keman. Who do we... Look at the shaliyah like. Rashi, shaliyah keman. Shaliyah de ta'ah. Okay, shaliyah made a mistake, let's say in the uh, price. Yitumim, tell the shaliyah, do me a favor, go sell this uh, field for us over here. Now they made a mistake. Keman, dayninan de. Who do we look at them like? Ke'almana, dayninan de. Shibita'ut kol dehu batil. If you look at the shaliyah like the almana, so the almana that makes any sort of uh, mistake, it's batil kiditnan. What do we learn in the last Mishnah? If the lady sells a field that was worth 101 and she sells it for 100, so on the Almana itself, there's zero leeway. Even if she's off by one dinar in the evaluation, or do you look at the Shalia like a Bedin? And if you look at him like Bedin, so you have that sixth. Flexibility, either way, shtut. So that's the shit out of the Gemara. Shaliyah, that's selling a field for the Yitomim. Do you look at him like an almana, that is zero leeway? That if he's offered his evaluation by a dinar, batel, or do you look at it like the dayanim, where the field is going to be, or you have a sixth flexibility either way? Yeah? Comes the Gemara and says, Rava Amar of Nahman, Shaliyah, ke dayanim. Shaliyah is exactly like the dayanim, like the judges. We have a sixth. Rav Shmuel, Barbisna, Amar of Nahman, Ke'almana. No, the deen is like a almana. Now the Gibran explains each word that she taught. Rava, Amar of Nahman, Shaliyah Kedayanim. The Shaliyah is like the Dayanim. Ma Dayanim. Lav Lididu. Why is it similar? Just like the Dayanim. They're not buying for them, they're not selling for themselves. They're selling on behalf of the Yatomim. So, Av Shaliyah Name, Lav Lididah. So to the Shaliyah, when he's selling the field, he's not selling it for himself. He's selling it on behalf of the, the tomb. So therefore, the Shaliyah and the Dayanim have something in common. They're both selling it on, be, on behalf of a third a third party. Rashi. Love did he do? Love the sort of Katsman Mukhrim. And the Gemara says, Lapuke Almana. But to the exclusion of Almana, Dildide. Which means Almana is selling it for herself. So therefore, we have, we, we're more stringent on that. Because there's more uh, uh, chance she just wants to sell and get, get her money. So she, not, might, she might not be careful on the uh, price. So then when it comes to somebody selling for her own purposes, we give them no leeway. But she, when it comes to Betin, we say they, they were objective in the sale. Because they're not selling it for themselves, as well as the Shaliyah. Uh, uh, he wants to sell the field, but he's not getting the money himself. So therefore, he considers Shaliyah like Dayanin. Rav Shuel, Rav Nachman, Ke Almana. Which means he looks at it like this. Just like an almana is when she's selling the field, she's alone. So to the shaliyah is alone. Which means he looks at it like when the almana is selling it alone, there's, there's less scrutiny when she's selling it alone. You know, she's, she's alone, there's no, no, no checks and balances. And the same thing with the shaliyah. 
So yeah, he's alone. So therefore, we're going to put more scrutiny on him. I'm saying when Betin sells it, I Betin is a group. So therefore, it'll be more uh, p- precise. So therefore, when it comes to the Shaliyah, according to the Shita, no room for uh, mistake in the uh, sale. Just like the Almana. Mashiach and the Betin, we give them the flexibility of a sixth. Bilchetat, what's the halakha bottom line in this case over here? Shaliyah. Therefore, when he's selling property, he has to sell it exactly for the price. Cannot be off even by a dinar. Comes the Gemara and says, Actually, there is one question that we have to uh, that we have to address uh, over here. We're talking about a shaliyah, right? That's selling uh, selling things. So according to what we're understanding, that you're telling me, Shaliyah has a deen, let's say, uh, of a, of a bedin, where they can go, let's say, shtut, you know, have either way flexibility. We learned earlier on the Amud Bet of Tzaditet Amud Bet that Kanti Meshaliyah tell the Shaliyah the tikkunishin datik melole avvati. She's forget about the shtut factor. Shtut factor is not an issue. You have to come along and the kid, kid, always the one that's sending himself. So I sent you for my advantage, not for my disadvantage. Right. Forget about the shtut and all this on our business. Bottom line, I can never tell a sale of on anything. If, if I feel that I could have got more money and you put me at a disadvantage, he could always be vatil based on that. Now it's thinking about coming along to say, uh, uh, so the Tosafot wants to learn based on this that that Gemara over there was only talking about where the mistake was more than a shtut. But if less than a shtut uh, mistake, you don't have that claim to say, that's, that's considered as long as you're within a sixth of the price, that's what you're But if it's more than a sixth of the then that shita uh, comes out. So it's a very important uh, understanding of how we learn the Gemara. Comes the Gemara and says, Umay shina So why is it different than that which we learned in the Mishnah? Haomel shiluho. Guy tells his shaliyah, se vitrum. Go take out Tirumafimi. Torem Kedar Balabayat. He doesn't know how much the guy wants. Right? So he takes a quote when he assesses the Balabayat. To want to take me man of your day, Adato Shabalabayat. If he doesn't know the data of the Balabayat, Torem Bibinunit. So he takes what? Achat Mahamishim, 150th. Pichet Asara, or Wasif Asara. Let's say he gave more than a tenth, more, meaning 140th, or less, he gave 160th. Tirumato, Tiruma. Oh, so what do you see over here? You see over here that the shaliyah, he has leeway. You tell me that shaliyah ka'almana. Tawat, there's no leeway if he makes a mistake, uh, even a dinar, the thing is batim. What do you mean? The shaliyah, that wants to take tirumah, he makes a mistake over here, within a tent, we say, the mekah is kayam, the tirumah is kayam. Kebra says, no, hatam, kevan di ikaditurim ba'ayin ra'ab, ikaditurim ba'ayin yafab. Over there, there are standards already. They're given standards. There's people that give Ayin Yafa 140. There's people that give in the marginally way Ayin Ra'a 160. So the Shrek come along and say, that's why I assessed you, which means I was following a, I was following a guide. I was following a pattern. There's a pattern of people over here. But here, standards, the Shrek can tell them, what were you following over here? You made a mistake. You undersold the property. There's no minhagan how you sell a property. You sell the property according to its price. So you sold it less than its price. So therefore, uh, fact, the, the book says the price, the book, the, 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 the field is worth 101. You sold it for 100. What do you say? I evaluated you that uh, you were a guy that sells fields for 101 for 100. There's no such thing. So therefore, in that case, it's going to be uh, Come along and say, listen, we know there's different groups of people. And I evaluated you according to that group. And therefore, the mekah is going to be Kayam comes the Gemaran continues. Right, Aval Hacha Tao Tao. Amalen is going to tell him, You shouldn't have made a mistake. There was no room for you to make a mistake in this case. Amar of Unabar, Hanina, Amar of Nahman, Halacha, Kedivre, Hachamim. Nahman said the Halacha follows the opinion of the Hachamim. What's the opinion of the Hachamim? The evaluation of the judges that were less than a shtut or more than a shtut, mechram batel. By betin, their um, their maximum amount is up to a sixth when they make their evaluations on field. But if they make a mistake more than a sixth or less than a sixth, mechram batel. Not like Rabban Gamliel, Rabban Shbag. Rabban held. No, you can't make a mistake. 
What do you mean? We're giving betin power. That, that's the the kolah. When you when you put it in their hands, they have the right to if, if they make them a, you know devaluation or more, it's okay. Halakha follows like hakamim. At least according to Rav Nachman, yeah. so comes the Gemara and asks. Why Rav Nachman doesn't hold of the sevara like Rashbag that says then where's the power of betin? Meaning, Chavra Betin should have more flexibility. He doesn't know like that. Why? Rav Nachman, Nachman himself said, Amar Shmuel, Yetumim Shabbat Lachlok Menechse Abihim. Let's see, Yetumim. Okay, their father died, so they're coming out to split or divide the estate. Betin Mahamidim Nehem Apotropos. So Betin appoints an Apotropos to each Yetum to fend for them. Yetumim cannot fend for themselves. So they get like an administrator, the Betin appoints, and each Yetum now has like an administrator that's going to, you know, deal with them. And the, the job of the Apotropos is to make sure that each one that they're representing gets a Halik Higdilu. Now let's say the Yetumim got older, Yechodim Nimchot. They're able to come along and argue and say, yeah, we don't want this piece over here. Rav Nachman himself said, Higdilu in Yechodim Nimchot. No, it's over. When the Yitzhak gets older, they cannot be more. You know why? Because then what, what, what did Betin do? Betin appoints Apotropos. So if you tell me you can, you can override the Apotropos, so what's the power of Betin? So you see why Rav Nachman gives the power to Betin. So I can have Nachman himself come along and say, that when Betin made a devaluation of a stud, what do you mean? You yourself hold up this Sivarav in Makawah Betin Yafe? Lakashia. There's no question. So the Gemara gives an answer. Hey, one case they made a mistake, and one case they didn't make a mistake. In the Mishnah, they made a mistake. But in the case of the Yetomim, they didn't make a mistake. They did good. They gave each one of their uh, clients a good Hanuk. So the Gemara says, So what are they complaining about then? When they get older, it says, they cannot complain. According to you, Rav Nachman, you learned the case where they got, they got good. The fields were valuable. There was no ta'ut. So what are they complaining? So the Gemara says, They're complaining in direction, in, 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 in placement. Which means, exactly, as she explains, let's say uh, the Yetomim, uh, they get a great field, meaning nice size, quality and everything good, but it's on the east side. Now, this Yatom, he got another inheritance from his mother's father that put him, put him a field in the west. So he'd rather now have his inheritance from his father also in the west so he can make his field bigger. So that's what he's complaining. Uh, that's considered already not the Potropos' fault. That's why uh, Rav Nachman comes along and says, Lotau, there was no mistake on it. Potropos did fine, gave him a nice field. You're coming out, you have a claim because you want to get a better, uh, different direction you want to get your field in? That's why not a claim. Therefore, we go, Imken, Ma, Kawa, Betin, Yafe. Mashengen, now Mishnah, I'm sure they made a mistake in the evaluation. They went up, up a six or less than six. Then already, even though Rav going to be more there, that the Mekah is going to be Batel. Comes the Gemara continues, Ki Atar Avdimi, when Avdimi came from Eretz Et Babel, Amar, he said, Ma'aseh ve'asar rabbi k'davri ha'chamim. There was a story, when Abinu HaKadosh found the opinion of the ha'chamim, which means, Betin saw the property more than a sixth or less than a sixth, and the, the Rabbi said, Mekah, Batel. He nullified the sale. Amar, if I have pirata, so came a rabbi called Perata. Who was Perata? Benosh Rabbi El-Azhar Ben Perata. Which means uh, Rabbi El-Azhar's father was called Perata. And Rabbi El-Azhar had a son that was also called Perata. So Perata was the grandfather and Perata was also the grandson. Uben Benosh Rabbi Perata Gadol. It was also the... Grandson of Rabbi Perata Hagadol. So that was like the name, the names of the families. They would just go, you know, they had a son, and then Perata, and then the next name would be Azad, the next one was called Perata, after the, uh, the, their uh, grandfather. In Ken, so what did the rabbi come along and say? Ma kowah bedin yafeh. He told the Benu Kadosh, so what do you mean? If, 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 if you're going to start uh, nullifying Betin's uh, 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 valuations, what kowah are you giving to Betin? The Azir Rabbi According to the Gemara, Rabbi was Hoser, which means he established it according to the first uh, uh, evaluation that they made. 
and they said that uh, we're not uh, we're not returning the uh, the property. He retracted. Mm-hmm. gives a different uh, version of the story. Rabdimi Rabdimi has a different version of the story. Sorry, that was Rabdimi. has the version like this. Same story. That wanted me, wanted to follow the shtab of the hakamim when there was a mistake in the evaluation. What are you doing? You're taking away the power of the bentin. So according to this version, the B didn't do the maase. So what is the difference between the versions? In the first version, it seems he did it already, and then he just reversed it. Here it's Master on this episode. He didn't do anything yet. He was about to make the sale go through. He's not, pass, I'm not, uh, we're not, uh, you know, he's about to nullify it. And at the end, he didn't nullify it. Law said to be Ma'asid. So we have to see what the Nafka made up between the versions is. Either he was Hosev or Law Let's say the Mahlukin of Dimi's version of the story and the Safra's version of the story is as follows. Mor Sabar, Tarab, Dabar, Mishnah, Hozer, Mor Sabar, Eno Hozer. Let us say that the Mahlukin is based on a uh, famous uh, Shita in the Sikh Sanadin. And Tarab, Dabar, Mishnah. What is Tarab, Dabar, Mishnah? Let's say a rabbi makes a mistake on something that's Beferush in a Mishnah. And the Beti makes a mistake on something explicitly that's written in the Mishnah. So we have a Mahluk and a Masika saying exactly what you're supposed to do in that case over there. So someone would say, if they made a mistake on something that's explicitly uh, in the Mishnah, so the deen is, it's, uh, it's Batel, the, the sale is uh, nullified, and therefore, uh, you know, that's it, nothing, nothing happened. And some say, no, Ta'abit about Mishnah, you keep everything where it is, but the Dayanim, the judges themselves have to pay out of their pocket now to compensate uh, for the loss of the, uh, that, 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 that they made a ruling. So is it a rule that you just return everything back? Or you say, no, no, keep everything where it is. But you made a mistake in the Bar Mishnah, we penalize the judges. You've got to now pay out of pocket. Now let's see, according to both versions, which one's holding what. So let's read that sheet. Lema Ba'akam Epalgev. Which means we don't say that whatever is done is done and he has to pay from his uh, pocket. And we say, what? Chozer. And, and that's, if you look at the first Girsah, what was the language? Vihazir Rabbi Yazir means, he retracted, which means, uh, what happened? Betin uh, uh, made a uh, mistake, let's say, on an evaluation of a field, more than a sixth. So Rabbi originally had like the Hakamim, that said what? Mechran, Batil. So what? He came along and he, uh, they nullified. Then he came along and said, Parta, what are you talking about? You don't go with Imken Makoch Betin Yafi, you don't go like Karazbad. Said, oh, he gave him a good sabara. So what did he do? He said, no, give the field back. The field says, the sale, the, the sale stands, everything is fine. That's going to Davdimi. According to Davdimi, the only time that Dayan has to pay from his own pocket, if he makes a mistake, that's not in sabara. But if he makes a mistake, he just... You know, return the uh, acquisition back, but it have to pay from his pocket. And this also is a case of the Mishnah. Even though you tell me, what do you mean? It's the Mishnah. The Mishnah also has a Shitav Achamim. So they really weren't Tu'eh with the Mishnah in this case. If you look at the Mishnah, there's two Shitot in the Mishnah. The Shitav Achamim Shitat, that's Bag. He's not. But Ashbag gave a reason for his shita. So that's already, once you, once you have a, a Mishnah which giving you Sivara, so you're giving you logic. I didn't give their logic, so therefore you got to go with the logic. So if it's considered Ta'abit Bar Mishnah, so the first Shita of Dimiel, Ta'abit Bar Mishnah, what do you do? You avoid the uh, transaction, the Dayanim are not obligated to pay from their pocket. Viraf Safra, She'enu Asa, Azir. Right, in Viraf Safra's version, it doesn't say. The transaction went through, and then he retracted it. Because he learned, because if they would have done the transaction, it would have been hal, 
and the judges would have had to make the compensation. That's why his version, the Safra's, uh, Safra's version was what? They caught the mistake before the action was actually uh, transacted. Because if it was transacted, according to this one, you're stuck now, judge. That we would have to pay the difference from his pocket. That's the, that's the way we want to understand the Mahaluddin Ravdimi and How far do you go? Do the judges have to pay from their pocket? Or do we just say that you could just not void the transaction. Comes the governor and says, no, no, I can argue. I can tell you that everybody holds it. If the judge made a mistake in the Dvar Mishnah, the transaction is just nullified. Which is Ravdimi holds that what? They have a Mahlokan on the tradition of the story. There was only one story here. That a Mahlokan in the tradition, what exactly happened in this episode? So more sabar, more which means Ravdimi heard the story from his rabbis that what that they actually were chazer, which means once Rabbi realized that he was Mishnah, he nullified the transaction, took the field back, and it was over. Rav Safra's version of it was what that lo that they caught it before the actual transaction took place. But in the Kadam, if the action, if the transaction would have took place, it would have stood, and he would have, and and and. Um, uh, no, they would have to, have to return it. Which means, according to this uh, answer, really, I'll tell you, everybody holds Ta'abid Bar Mishnah You make a mistake in Mishnah, it's, it's void. The sale's void. But what? The Mahalukti, these two rabbis over here, is what happened in the story. They're not, they're not arguing in, 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 in Deen. The first rabbi of Deen held what happened in the story. They caught it after it was done already. So, therefore, the language of the story was what? Hazir. They had to return the fields. Mm-hmm. The second version of the story of Safra was what? They caught it before. Before they did the Ma'aseh. But in the Khidam, if they would have done the Ma'aseh, they also would have been Hoser. Because everybody else, Ta'abid Hoser. So don't make a diuk from the, from the language of the story on what they hold. Everybody holds Ta'abid Mishnah, the sale is void, and the field goes back, let's say, to the original owner. And why did it say, they caught it before the Maaseh? Because that's what happened. They caught it before the Maaseh. But if they would have caught it after the Maaseh, they still would have uh, returned it. And the judges never have to pay from there, back in the court to either virgins. Come to Gibran and says, Amar of Yosef, new case. Armalta de Zabina. Let's say you have a uh, Almana. She sells a property right from the, uh, from the estate of her uh, husband. And she sells it, let's say, by Ahrayut. What does Ahrayut mean? She takes responsibility. She says, listen, the, the buyer says, listen, what's my guarantee? Maybe somebody's going to come along and take it from me. She says, don't worry. It's guaranteed. Somebody comes and takes it from me, we'll, uh, we'll compensate you. Now, who's the compensation on? So the Yabara says, Ahrayut ayatme. But died. Ahrayut is on the Yatumim. Which means she does. She's not obligated to guarantee the property. The Yatumim owe her the property. <coughs> so therefore, when she's selling the property, and she's selling with Ahrayut, yeah. now let's say if something happens to that field, she, they cannot come to the Almana. Mm-hmm. Or if they do come to the Almana, what is she going to say? Call the Yatomim. This is, this is uh, their responsibility. They had to pay me. So therefore, it's the Yatomim's responsibility to take care of the Fidashi. Ahrayut ayatme. Fidashi. In them set a Sadeh Gizula. Let's say they found the field was stolen. Or let's say there was a lien on it from somebody else. Now the guy went to the Lokeh, to the buyer. And he took it, they took the field. Why? That's right. The Dalmana uh, is just a Shaliyah from the Yatumim. Now we have to give ourselves. Even when Betin sells a field, on behalf of the Almana, uh, whatever it is, or uh, a staff, Betin sells a field for Yatumim, it's the Yatumim field. And if when they sell the buyer of the field doesn't go to Betin, the buyer of the field goes back to the Yatumim. Same thing. Let's say they're selling it, let's say, to feed the lady, because the lady needs uh, mezonot. Good, the achrayut is on the Yatumim. Gibra says, Peshita. Isn't that Peshut? It's their field. Who do you, who do you want to go after? Betty? You want to go after the Almanat? It's not a field. You go after the one that uh, owns the field. So comes to Mustafa Dush. Kabbalah says, Almanat lo istidikhane. I don't need the Hadush for Almanat. I need the Hadush for Betty. 
I would have said like this, when Betin is selling an item, there's a call. Rumor? There's, not, not rumors, there's, 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 uh, there's noise. Everybody knows when Betin is selling fields. It's, uh, it's well known. And therefore you could have argued that when they're selling a field that is Betin, the buyer assumes that what? Everybody... Everybody must know about this field over here. And therefore, as if they're... Uh, in, in, in the, the, their claim now could be stronger that if somebody's going to come now and claim that they have a, a, a rights on this field, they can come along to Betin and say, hey, listen, we bought it from you. Everybody knew about it, which is we assume that there was no uh, claims on this field over here because there was a call. And then we're coming after you. I might have thought that it's the onus is on... Because the guy could assume when he's buying something from Betin, where everybody knows about it, if somebody had a claim, they would have came forward. Mm-hmm. The fact that they didn't claim come forward, so therefore uh, they, they bought it, assuming that nothing's wrong with the field. And therefore, if something now is wrong, that it's stolen or something like that, they could come uh, claim it against the, uh, the Betin. Kamash Ma'alan, that what? Still, even when Betin sells an item, you can only go against the Yatulka Rashi. Call the Zabin Bedin. Anybody that buys something from Bedin, Adata de Nafikle Kalazbin. He bought it on the understand that what? The, the, the noise goes out, but the rumor goes out, like you said, that everybody knows the field is sold. The fish in Mukhrin Bakhraza. They sell Bakhraza, like we learned 30 days before, they announced there's a field being sold. Ubatua Halokeah, the Lokeah is certain. Shiidwaya Alea Askin, if there was issues with this field, Hayu Yotsinu Ma'arin. Which means when he's uh, buying this field over here, it's as if he's assuming he's buying it, which means with no responsibility. Meaning, uh, you cannot take this field away from me. It's as if the sale is, it's my field, it's binding, nobody can take the field away from me. That even when Betin sells a field... There is going to be claims against it. The field is taken away, and uh, of course the Yitumim will have to make the uh, make the payment. Which normally there's a rule: when a person sells a field, Mefashim explain like this. So I write a star. Okay, and uh, I'm selling a field, and in the start of the sale, it didn't say that there's ahlayut. That's the advantage of the uh, uh, buyer. That is ahrayut. Something happens if I'm coming back to you to get my field back. So normally we say if ahrayut was not written in a star, the language was ahrayut taut sofer. We say Mr. sofer made a mistake and he didn't put ahrayut because who's going to buy a field without without ahrayut? So they say. Right, it was just forgotten like that. Now, but in the case where, let's say, you're buying a field from Betin, I would say maybe by Betin, there's no Akhrayut unless you actually explicitly write it. Why? Because the assumption is when a guy's buying from Betin, it's clean. Therefore, I didn't write Akhrayut because I don't think there's Akhrayut. I don't need Akhrayut in this field over here. And therefore, what? I would have thought that, if, that, that that's the the Gemara. It's really to, to the disadvantage of the of the buyer. So I would have thought since I'm buying from Betin, if they wrote a start and they not write the words Achrayut, I would have said in this case over is Dafka because she bought it from Betin, and therefore the guy was willing to buy it without Achrayut because he assumed that if Betin was selling it, nobody's coming after the field. It's well known. Kavash Malan that even when you're buying from Betin, even though the start did not say Achrayut, he's buying it with Achrayut. If we can go after the Yetomin. Understand why I would think that, that, that there wouldn't be no akhrayut? Because if I'm buying from Betin, I could argue and say, listen, Betin's selling it, they've been talking about this field for 30 days, everybody in the community heard about the field, that it's for sale. if anybody had any claims on it, anybody thought it was stolen, they would have stepped forward. Now Betin gives me the star, we're selling you this field of it, and there's no, there's no word with akhrayut. You know what I would say? Yeah, there's no akhrayut in this case over here, which means the guy's buying it on condition, even if somebody comes and steals it, it's my loss, because uh, I didn't even anticipate that, uh, that uh, such a thing was going to happen. Kamash Malan, even when you're selling with Betin, if the word Ahlayut is not written in the Shtar, it's as if it's written in the Shtar, and it's considered like a Ta'ud Sofer, and therefore, if somebody comes after the field, they can go after the Yetomi. That is the Hidush of the Gemara. Comes the Gemara, continues.
רבן שמעון בן גמליאל אומר, what do we say in the Mishnah? If they make a mistake, even more than a shtut, mikhran kayam. In kem, ma kawah bedin yafeh. But the question is, there has to be a certain limit. When they quote the Rajbag, how much could they make a mistake? Ad, ad, ad kama. So the Gemara says, the ad kama. You know, how much leeway do you give Bittin in devaluating or over-evaluating a field? Which means until half the value. Uh, they devaluated it by half or they doubled it. That's already, you know, we're going to consider Mekah Taut. That's already, even Betty doesn't have that flexibility. To support us, Amal Rabban Shimon Ben Gamliel. Betdin, Shemakru, Shavim Matayim, Bimaneh. Right, they sold something that was worth 200, they sold it for 100, which means they devaluated it by half. Or Shavim Maneh Bimatayim. They sold an item that was worth 100 for 200. Mechran Kayam. That means up to half. Anything more than half already, mechram batil, even according to Rajbag. So they were careful to give that half point. Anything more than that is going to be batil. Comes the Gemara continues. Amar Amemor, Beshemed Rav Yosef, Betin, Shemachru, Beloha, Let's say Betin selling the Nechasim uh, of the Yetumim. Okay? And they didn't sell the Akhrazah. They didn't announce it to the people first that they're selling it. That's already considered that they made a mistake on a Bifirush Mishnah that says you have to make Akhrazah Vechuzin. And the deen is, the sale is nullified. And it's meaning there's some Mishnah out there in Shas that tells us clearly when Betin selling items of the Yetomim, you need Akhrazah. And if they don't make Akhrazah, it's considered they made a mistake on an explicit Mishnah, and therefore the sale is nullified. Now where is this Bifirush Mishnah that says Betin needs a Yachrasah? So it says, Na'asu v'daytau. What's going on even further? What do you mean it's like they made a mistake in the, in the Mishnah? It's v'day they made a mistake in the Mishnah. Because it's a Bifirush Mishnah. It's not like as if they made a mistake in the, in the Dvar Mishnah. It's, they did make a mistake in the Dvar Mishnah. Why? What does it say? It says in Masichet Erechim. Shum hayyetomim. They're, they're uh, making a shuma, an evaluation on the nechazim of the yetomim. And let's say they're selling in order to pay, let's say, debt. So the betin steps in and makes the evaluation to sell, right? So what does it say? Shiloshim yom. 30 days. What does 30 days mean? Hachrazah has got to be for 30 days. They've got to announce it to the whole sibur. These properties are up for sale in order to get the best price. The Shuma Hegdesh, let's say they're selling properties that belong to the Beit HaMikdash Hegdesh, in order to, let's say, pay for the maintenance of the Beit HaMikdash, the Beit HaMikdash, what do they do? They, they, they need their liquid. So they sell uh, properties of Hegdesh in order to get the cash, in order to fund the Beit HaMikdash. So Shum Hegdesh, Shishim Yom. That's got already got announced for 60 days. Umachrizim Baboker, Ubaireb. And the Dayanim have to announce in the morning and in the evening that the fields are for sale. So you see why? It's a Bifirush Mishnah. That Shum at Dayanim is 30 days. So therefore, if the Dayanim, when they're evaluating the fields of Tumim, if they don't do Akhrazah, why did you say, it's as if they were Tremid Bar Mishnah. They explicitly went against the Mishnah. It's a bit of a Rus Mishnah. And Erechim. Kabbalah says, If you just rely on that Mishnah, Which means, I would say that that Mishnah, it doesn't say really that it's... Dayanim. It's a shum hayyetomim. Now, I don't know who's selling. I could argue that that Mishnah is talking about well, let's say a shadiyah is selling on behalf of the yetomim. Then you're going to need what? Hakrazah for 30 days. Aval betin, lo. Maybe betin will come along and say, maybe they're more responsible, they don't need hakrazah. Kamash ma'alan, that you're right. Even though it's not a beferush Mishnah, it's na'asu, it's as if they went against a Mishnah, and therefore the, the Mecca is going to be batel. Because from the Mishnah you have no explicit uh, language that it's betin. I can argue that's all in the Marashaliyah, that's all on the account of the Yatomim. Kamash ma'alan, that even a Betty needs a hachrazah, so therefore it's considered as if they went against a Mishnah. Kabbalah Gebran says, Etibe Rav Asher Amemor. Okay, so he asks a question to Amemor. 
Amor is the one that said if Bedin doesn't make a achraza, the Mekah is Matel. So eti ve'rava shele Amor, we learned in our Mishnah, Shum adayanim, shepihato, shetut, o etinu shetut, mechran batel. Right, if they went over a shetut, or less than a shetut, mechran batel. Implying what? Ha-shaveh b'shaveh, mechran kayam. But if they sold it for fair market value, the mechir is kayam. Now, my love, they know achrus. And we're assuming over here that what? There was no achraza. And still you say what? It's kayam. So you see, I mean, what are you wrong? Vetin doesn't eat achraza. As long as they get the right price, they're okay. So what do you tell me that if they make achraza? The thing is batel. Because who told you to learn the Mishnah like that? No. But the achrus, the case of the Mishnah, they made achraza. Even though they didn't say it, but uh, that's what we learned. They made achraza and finished. Kebrasos kempi. Ham de sefa de achruz. From the fact that the end of the Mishnah is talking about where there was Hakraza, must be the Resha, this case of the Mishnah is talking about where there was no Hakraza. Where was the Sefa? Dektani Sefa. Im Asu Igeret Bikoret. Very good. What was the end of the Mishnah? If they made an investigation on the field, what's the investigation we said? Hakraza. Adraba, from the Mishnah's language, it's master that the Resha told there was no Akhraza. Why? Because the Sefa says, Kodra Hakamim. He made a, 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 a devaluation, Shtut, Moran Shtut, Matel. Oh, but if there was Akhraza, then already, no matter what their mistake is, you assume that that was the bargain because they made Akhraza, Mikhrak Kayam. That means the Resha's talking about no Akhraza. And what do you see over here? The only reason why no Akhraza was no good because they were off a shtut or more than a shtut. But if they got the fair market value without Akhraza, Mechrakayam. I mean, what are you talking about? You came along and said if Betin sells a property without Akhraza, it's Batel, it's not Mashwala, it's not Mishnah. So the Quran says, Eda le'olam bidilo Akhruz. I'll tell you really, you're right. The Mishnah is talking about there was no Akhraza. Be'akashya. Kand bidvarim shemachrizin alein. Depends. Our Mishnah was talking about items that don't need Akhraza. Amebor was talking about items that need Akhraza. What's the item that needs Akhraza, for example? A field. Field, you need to announce 30 days before you sell it. That's what Amebor said. Betty doesn't do that. The sale is Batel. Our Mishnah, that was Masraf, they sold it for fair market value, whatever they were selling. That it's okay even without hachraza. That's so are items that do not need hachraza. Now, what's an asset that would not need hachraza? So the Gemara says, "Ve'eluhen she'en machrizim alehem, ha'avadim bedvarim she'en machrizim alehem, ve'eluhen devarim she'en machrizim alehem, ha'avadim ve'metaltelin v'shtarot." Now, what's the reason over here? So the Gemara says, Avadim ta'amamai. What's the reason Avadim you don't uh, announce? Shimmi yishmi'u v'yibrihu. Because they run away. You're going to have now an announcement that what I was selling in Avid. You're going to go in there for 30 days. The guy's a chance to escape. You want to make the sale uh, as quick as possible. You don't give a chance to escape. Metaltalin u'shtarot. What's the reason why metaltalin and uh, if you're selling, let's say, shtarot. How come you don't uh, announce it? Shimmi yiganbu. You're worried it might get stolen. Because what's going to happen? When you make akhraza, everybody's coming along to look at the goods. So they're inviting everybody to come to the house to look at the stuff. So what's going to happen? So they're going to steal it. So therefore, metatni, that are movables, or a star, the guy can put it in his pocket. So we don't want to give a chance to figure them out. You don't announce these things over here. Betty just puts it up for, for sale, and, uh, and that's it. So that's what Al-Mishnah was talking about. When Al-Mishnah came along and said that uh, Betty came along and they sold it for more than the shtut, less than the shtut, it was talking about ayat do not need a That's why the deen of the Mishnah is what? If they sold it for fair market value, it's a, it's a sale. And Amemor was talking about what? Fields. Uh, fields already, you need, uh, you need Akhraza. That's why if you don't make Akhraza, we say it's going to be Batel. Hamza Gemaran continues. Kan Kan She'en Makhrizim. It depends. Depends. Certain items, uh, you have to be Makhriz. And certain items, you don't have to be Makhriz. But to be more accurate, the Gemaran is saying, can be sha'ash makhrizin at a time that you're being makhriz, and can is be sha'ash in makhrizin that you do not have to be makhriz. For example, the amre nahar da'a. The rabbis of nahar da'a said, lecharga 
The charga is for the head tax. Let's say somebody owes the uh, tax to the king. Okay? Let's say the yetumim <coughs> owe the tax. So they want to sell the yetumim's field in order to pay the government this uh, head tax over here. So it says, Lecharga, for the head tax is paid to the government, Limzone, well that's for the mizonot of the almana, she wants to sustain herself, Velikbura, or let's say for burial, they want to bury the father that passed away, the one that inherited all the fields, they need to pay for his burial, all these items, the essence of speed is key. You need to do these things fast. So the din is, Mizabninan, Belo Achrasta. You're allowed to sell for these items even without a akhraza. Why? Well, understand, because the government, you don't want to delay them. You want to pay it very quickly. So otherwise, they can get, it, get you in trouble. So therefore, they shall sell, sell the fields immediately just pay the head tax. Nizonot, it's obvious. You don't want to delay your stuff. Sell the fields immediately. And kevura, because kevura met. You don't want to delay the funeral. So therefore, you sell these things even without a akhraza. So that's what the Mishnah was talking about. When our Mishnah said you, you could sell something without a akhraza, it's talking about for these... Uh, situations comes the Gemara and says, "Ve'ibaraytema kan b'mkom shemachlizin, kan b'mkom she'en machlizin." Depends what the minhag of the places. Certain places they had a minhag to sell with achraza, and some places no minhag. The Amar of Nachman me'olam lo asu igeret bikoret ben hardeah. In the hardeah, for example, they would never never sell fields with a igeret bikoret. We say that's a uh, uh, a document of Inspection, which means 30-day uh, inspection to check the price of the fields. Why didn't they sell it in Hardi'awat Akraza? Savur mineh mishum debiki'eh bishumah. They thought, because in Hardi'ah, they were expert appraisers. And therefore, they didn't need to, 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 to take 30 days to start uh, giving uh, uh, the field uh, to, to, to other people, to announce it. The whole reason we understood to announce it why is to get the right price. So we thought in Hardi'ah, the reason why you didn't have to do Akraza uh, is because... They were expert appraisers. They knew exactly the prices. Ahmed Rav Yosef bar Minyomei ledidi lefar sheli mined Rav Nachman. No, I have a different reason. I heard from Rav Nachman. Meshum dekaru lehu bene achlen nixe te achrazta. Because if you're going to make achraza, the person that's selling the field is going to, or actually the one that's buying the field is going to get a reputation. What's his reputation going to be? The guy that's eating the fields that they made hakraza on. Now, what's so bad about uh, such a reputation? Rashi, meshub dekano dehu, genai veharpai lahem kishikonim nechasim shebetin mochrim. The fish Muhammad dohak shan noshe lochetz the yitomim, or et alove lochem alekuchot bezol mebazim otam vekodim lahem ochles sadot hakraza. Why are you selling fields of yitomim? Generally speaking, they need the money. Either they owe money, or they have to. Uh, somebody is like uh, uh, pressuring them. So therefore, they're usually selling the fields of the yitumim <laughs> under pressure, and therefore they want to make the sale as quiet as possible. Because if they start making achraza, the guy that buys the fields from the yitumim, what are the people going to say? Uh, what type of guy this is? You buy under pressure. Yitumim need uh, the money, right? So you come along now and you take an advantage. So therefore, they didn't want to make achraza in nardeah, not to uh, uh, embarrass. The buyers, because the people would give them a reputation now. Uh, you're the Bene Akhle, you're the ones that are eating the fields that were made uh, Akhraza. So that's the case of Amishnah. Amishnah said that if you didn't make Akhraza, it stands. So Manad Ya, where the Menag was out to make Akhraza. I mean, more than said, if you didn't make Akhraza, the sailors are null. That's the places where they did make Akhraza. So it all depends on which the, what the Menag of the Makom is. Comes goes, Amar Yuda, Amar Shemuel, Metaltedin Shel Yetumim. The metaltalim, the movables of the yetumim, shamin otan umochrim otam the altar, able to evaluate them, and you sell them immediately. As she says, samuch lemitat avihem shelo yirkebu. You have certain metaltalim, for example, let's say like um, fruit. Okay, now if you're not going to sell the fruit immediately, you start making pachraza, the things are going to spoil. These are perishable items. So therefore, the deen is on perishable items of the yetumim. You sell them immediately in order to get the money, in order to, and you buy a field with it, or you do something else with it, but you can unload it immediately. The altar. And one rabbi says, no, you wait until you can sell it to the marketplace. When the fruit market uh, comes to town, that's when you sell the fruit, because in the market you're going to get the best price. So one rabbi says, sell it immediately. One rabbi says, wait until the market. 
There's no machloket. Had mechrab shukah, had merhak shukah. If the market is close, which means the merhak shukah, wait till the market. But if the market is far out, don't wait till the market. Because what's going to happen? It's going to spoil by then. Then everybody sell it just immediately, just uh, to the regular vendors. Don't wait till the market. So it depends if it's rahog uh, of nashi. The mechrab shukah, yomad shukah. It seems there was a certain day, like the show. That they used to come and all uh, and sell the uh, buy the fruits and stuff like that. So if the yom adeshukai is close, of course wait for that. If not, not. Rav Kana, Rav Shechra, Rav Kana had in his hand shechra like beer. Derav misharshia bar chilkae yatma of Rav misharshia bar chilkae yatma who was a yatom. Sheya adregla. He waited to sell it until the regel. It seems on the regel there was a lot of customers that want to buy uh, beer, things like that. So he wanted to get a good price. Amar, he said, Avagav, then I fall by Itzitzta, even though by waiting to the Negev, it's going to become a little uh, vinegary, which means the, 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 the potency of the beer uh, was was compromised, so it doesn't matter. Maite, Zuza, Harifa, but they're going to give me good money. They're going to give me literally, she says, they're going to give me fast money. Now she, why? Everybody needs beer. Everybody and they have money. It's cash, uh, cash uh, only. They're not going to pay on credit. And how everybody has money to spend for the beer. So he says, you know what? Even though maybe the quality of the beer went down by waiting until the regal, but uh, I know I'm going to get a, I'm going to get the price. I'm going to get paid immediately. Last story of the Yabara. Ravina Hamra. Ravina had in his hands uh, wine. The Ravina Zute Yatma. That they call him Ravina Zute. Ravina the small one. Yatma was Yatom, Bar Ahte, who was the uh, his nephew, the son of his sister. Hamra, and he also had uh, wine. Navina himself had his own personal stock of wine. So he, he was taking his own wine to a place called Sikhra. He needed to take a boat there to get to the place of Sikhra to sell his wine. Seems that that's where the, uh, the wine was uh, was sold. That was the place. And she says Shemakom. Can I bring the wine of the of the Yatom with me? Oh, what's the question? Why not? question is, maybe the boat is going to sink. And therefore, I'm putting the uh, money of the Yatomim at risk. Which means, I want to bring my wine and take the risk on the boat sinking. But uh, can I put the money of the Yatomim at risk as well? He told him, Zil, go. There's a, you, you, their wine is not uh, better than yours, which means if you're putting yours at risk, you're, right, you're taking a chance to sell it, you're doing it for their, for their benefits. So therefore you can take the chance, and then you can go sell it. As she says, You have to be concerned that the boat might not sink. So I go, don't worry about it. You're, it's, a, it's a calculated risk, and therefore just like you're allowed to sell your own uh, 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 wine like that, you can take the wine of the Yatomim and bring it to that place. Amen, amen, amen.